Welcome to the Bread and Circuses Podcast, brought to you by Digital Pizza, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy this shit show. to the Epstein Didn't Kill Himself podcast, and uh, my guest host today is Eric Sierramella. Eric, say hi. Hi there. <laughs> I don't know what he sounds like, so. I don't either. Nobody hi. knows what he sounds like. Hi there, I'm Eric Caramella. Caramella. If you yeah. want to be precise. <laughs> I don't know. Is that a good voice for him, maybe? I don't know. I supposedly... Rush... No, wait, it would be this one. I guess what I heard. Yeah. Well, Rush Limbaugh talked about how... I didn't see this on his ditto cam, but I heard him talking about how he looks like the pajama boy from the, it was from the Obamacare commercials that were trying to get you, like, you need to explain Obamacare to your parents. And they put out commercials where this, this dude in a, in a, like a pajama onesie has, was cradling a cup of coffee. And he's like trying to explain to his parents about uh, Obamacare. And he, they, every, you know, it became a meme. He was pajama boy. Cause he was like your typical soy boy, you know, uh, liberal, you know, douchey guy. So, yeah, so uh, Rush was saying that this guy looks like the pajama boy, and he was, like, putting up pictures side by side. I thought it was Mark Stein who said that. Wasn't he Could have been for Rush? Could have been. But he was singing. You, you, you might be right, actually. He was singing his name in um, in the uh, Hawaiian uh, Merry Christmas yeah. song. Muckle, look, whatever yeah. that one. I can't remember how it goes. <laughs> but he says he was he was singing that, and he goes, "Yeah, we can't. We're not supposed to say it." He goes, "So I'm just going to sing it," and he did it over and over yeah. and over. Well, so. it's just fucking ri- ridiculous. This whole um, mythology they're building up over the term whistleblower. Um, it's not. He's not a whistleblower. This guy is not a fucking whistleblower. Yeah, I I really don't even want to talk about the impeachment stuff. Mm. I just you know it's. There's a transcript there. These people aren't – they aren't giving testimony. They're just giving opinions. Like yeah. the, one, the one who said there's only three words Trump wanted to hear on the phone call that was uh, um, whatever. It was like uh, controversy, uh, Clinton, and Biden. That's all he wanted to hear. That was just an opinion somebody gave. Right. It's just stupid. This whole thing is going to blow up on them. I hope they try it. I hope they push it to the limit because everybody's sick of it. It's not going to work, and it's just going to get help. Yeah, this it's is- just going to give Trump – Elected again. Sierra Mella or Kyer Mella, whatever this guy's name is. He's a leftist political operative. So what the fuck would you expect from him? Yeah, he – yeah. It just So it's stupid. I mean there will be – we'll never get away from the news of this. It's all anybody's going to talk about for a while. But um, but before we get into Epstein didn't kill himself, uh, I got an article from yet another friend of mine. And this friend sent us a ton of, uh, of uh, material to – go through and we've done this before so he's getting a bird name okay it hasn't been on the show all right this is his name is now raven okay he's helped, he's helped pick this but so raven sent us yet another uh article and this one made me physically angry oh okay it triggered you in other yeah, words uh, well beyond that in an Iowa State University classroom recently, students began discussing touchy issues, abortion, birth control, when a student spoke up and declared that these topics to be, quote, women's issues, unquote. Now, this is from the College Fix. So I don't know what their affiliation is here. doesn't matter. 
we'll just leave it for what it is. Um, so, and I apologize, this is a little long, but it's worth getting to. Uh, yet one dissatisfied student took to the university's campus climate reporting website to complain that the discussion, which took place in September, was offensive to the trans community. According to the student, declaring abortion and birth control women-centric issues, quote, erases trans men and people who are non-binary who get abortions and or use birth control, unquote. Okay. Oh, it gets much better. The student then reported the professor to the administration complaining that there was, quote, there was no pushback by the professor to get students to be more inclusive or and instead repeated this erasure, unquote. It's got all the buzzwords in there. Yep. This report was one of 49 filed with Iowa State's campus climate staff over the last year. That's one a week, people. Um uh, obtained last week by the College Fix through Public Records Act request. The names of the individuals involved were redacted by the University to protect their identities. The Iowa State Climate Program is similar to the so-called bias response team at other universities and claims it will, quote, provide support for those who report being impacted by hate, intolerance, or bias on campus. Now, keep in mind those three words, hate, intolerance, bias. Okay, because we're going to get to some of the hatey hate and the biasy bias and the intolerable intolerance. Okay. According to the university's website, the climate team may ask those named in complaints to engage in, quote, constructive dialogue, unquote, although officials insist there is no disciplinary sanctions imposed. So this is just a border view. They don't do anything. Uh, they just they think we should all just talk it out, which, by the way, you can't do with some of these hardcore lefties. Right. You can't do it with the hardcore righties either, but right now they're not the fucking problem. Uh, Iowa State spokeswoman Angela Hunt told the College Fix that information collected from the website is, quote, shared with campus partners who follow normal protocols for their unit, unquote. That sentence means nothing. Yeah. Hunt said the campus climate reporting process has been in effect since 2017 and noticed the camp campus climate response team includes members from Office of Equal Opportunity Diversity and Inclusion, Dean of Students Office, Department of Residence, ISU Police Department, uh, Office of the Senator of the President of the Provost, University Council, University of Human Resources, and Strategic Relations and Communications. About six of those are legit offices, and the rest of them are stupid. Um, I won't say which. You can guess. Reports through the website are referred to the appropriate partner who will determine what, if any, steps will be taken by their administrative unit, Hunt said in an email to the fix. In the past year, you're ready for it. This no is way. where the stupid really gets ramped up. In the past year, the climate reporting system, which allows students and faculty members to anonymously report on one another, that's your problem right there, has been used frequently by transgender activists to inform on professors and other campus institutions. Of the 49, 20% dealt with issues of trans erasure or God, misgendering. God, the worst. In August 2018, a student reported having a discussion with their music professor about gender pronouns, but complained that the professor still had uh, was still having problems with misgendering because a ma'am isn't getting yeah or she reserved, I guess yeah. Uh, today was worse. The student wrote in that I corrected him twice, and on the second time he said he, she, it, whatever. How dare he? How dare he? Yeah. 
How dare she? <laughs> All right, Greta. 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 Teenberg. Uh, a week later, a student reported another professor for joking that students should be able to tell the individual sex just by looking at them. He then made a face expressing uneasiness, a student wrote. I don't think that was a joke. I think that was a fucking statement of fact. Yeah. Well, it was an opinion, but still. Um, in another complaint, a student last fall visited Thielen Psychiatric Services on campus, and while filling out the paperwork, noticed only women were asked when they'd had their last menstrual cycle. Do you know why that is? I got an interesting fact Because for you. only women have menstrual oh, cycles? Oh, you hateful bastard. Huh. Yeah. Educate me. Uh, well, I would like to, but, uh, I can't have any problems with the factual statement you just made. I just want to say you're a terrible person. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it, well, I don't know. Uh, Jessica Yaniv ate some bad food and had like tummy problems. Isn't that menstruation? Well, when just Jessica Yaniv. Um, I wouldn't know because I'm a man. Goes, goes in, into the mensy cycle. She, uh, Jessica Niv actually loves chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that dude. No, don't. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, disregard that last year. Yeah. Uh, so uh, in a quote from this complaint on the last one, women are not the only people who have menstrual cycles. The student wrote, trans men have menstrual cycles, as can my, uh, non-trans men people, are not men. These people are in fucking college. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. This is stupid. This is beyond stupid. It's factually, scientifically, empirically, provably false. And they're allowed to do this bullshit because they're worried that some motherfucker is going to get on Twitter. And how disruptive. And tell, them, yeah. and tell them that they're a bad person. How disruptive to just the fucking, the whole point of the higher education and learning to have to deal with this absolute bullshit sideshow freak show bullshit that takes away from what you're supposed to be accomplishing this is why colleges are going to fail yes and i don't mean all colleges i mean there's going to be fewer and fewer people sending their kids to college my wife and i had a serious discussion about this about do we send our kids to college yeah now i'm sort of half joking but i'm starting to sit there and think you know my kids are smart they have access to a ton of knowledge I can teach my kids to think critically. Right. I, I am no substitute for a college education, but there's a hell of a lot of information out there you can research on your own, and maybe it makes sense to go out and just find a job but where Rooster, you have a it's skill. Not, it's not the uh, education so much as the learning to learn. Yeah, but look at the motherfuckers they're going to be hanging out with. Yeah. So do yeah. I think this is a problem at all colleges? No. Do I think it's a problem at most colleges? No. But this is Iowa goddamn state. Oh, it's th- right in the middle of the I country. I think most colleges have a vocal contingent of these yeah, people but in to, the wings waiting to not fuck to shit this, up. Not to this degree. Anyway, to continue okay. on. Oh, the rage gets worse. Um, the student was concerned that merely seeing the question could be damaging to trans individuals, saying it could, quote, Trigger dysphoria in people seeking health services at Thielen. I thought dysphoria wasn't a real thing. And how do you trigger I th- dysphoria? I don't know. That's, that's, that makes no fucking sense. That quote might as well say, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Oh, um, it'll trigger trans trending? <laughs> I don't know. In another complaint, a student last fall visited Thielen. Um, sorry, I'm reading this again. Uh, and in December, a transgender student changed their name in the school computer system only to find out later the computer switched back to their dead name. Um, so the computer dead named them. 
Maybe they thought they switched it and they didn't. Okay, so here's the quote. This is possibly this is a possibly dangerous situation for me since I am a forestry major and my program is more conservative, the student wrote. Seeing or hearing the name uh, causing me intense mental grief, I literally cannot take. It's literally violence. Yeah, I know. Literally. No, you figuratively cannot take it, you bullshit excuse for a college student. God, you're an idiot. Yeah, that's, that's... Um, another, and I, if I knew this person's name, I'd call them that name. But of course, we can do this anonymously. That's bullshit. Um, another. Would you dead name them? Look, I don't care what name somebody wants to be called by. If if Bruce Jenner wants to be Caitlyn Jenner, I don't. Fuck, I don't care. I'll I'll call him Caitlyn, and I say him mm -hmm. because Caitlyn Jenner is not a is not a woman. Caitlyn Jenner's a man. Using posing a as a using woman, a woman's name, which I don't care about. Just don't tell me that I have to say that he's a she. You can be Caitlyn all you want. I don't care. I'm not going to make up words. I'm not going to call you Zer because it's not a word. <laughs> um, other transgender related issues. And there's one I just can't wait to get to here. This is not a student says they were having a discussion with their boyfriend about hormone replacement therapy when a stranger walked up and asked if they had had sex changes. It was invasive, disrespectful, and a rude way of asking about our lives, and I feel pretty unsafe considering I do not know how this person would react to the truth, the student reported. Are you fucking kidding me? Jesus Christ, I hope we never have to fight a war again. Well, that person should not have been able to come up and ask him that because words are violence. Oh, yeah, exactly. Literally. Right. Literally violence. Uh, multiple reports were filed when students wrote sidewalk messages in chalk supporting President Donald Trump and controversial Iowa Congressman Steve King. I, I think Steve King's a piece of shit. I don't like him, but you can write his name in places with chalk if you want. A transgender As a transgender individual, this is a blatant disregard and disrespect for the Americans who have suffered because of St Steve King's misogyny, racism, and homophobia and transphobia. I will interrupt here for a second and say, so what? So what if it's a blatant disregard? You know, their views are a blatant disregard for things I hold dear to. I don't care. You get to express it. Anyway, moving on. Made me feel unsafe on campus. That should be welcoming to all. Shut up. Having to literally walk over support for people who do not believe that I personally deserve basic human rights has put one hell of a damper on how comfortable I feel on campus. Okay, let's switch this fucking around. There's plenty of students in liberal stronghold college towns or college campuses that can't support Trump, can't support Republicans, can't be any, anywhere associated with conservatism. And they go there, and if they present themselves as conservative or put up a booth that says, hey, I'm, I'm a Republican, you know, college Republican, you know, here's my button or my, my uh, decal, um, they legit are worried for physical violence. I've seen it time and time again where someone will come up to them and, you know, destroy their shit and punch them and all that kind of shit. Um, so they're actually legitimately concerned about physical violence against them, but they're not going out there and going, well, you know, uh, I have a right to go out and, and proclaim my, you know, or wear my MAGA shit and my proclaim my, my allegiance to Republicanism. And as soon as somebody goes, well, I don't like that. I want that person, um, disciplined for questioning me. Right. No, nobody from conservatives are doing that. For conservative side, but the liberal side is doing that. It's totalitarianism. It's 
fascism. I'm sure there's one or two people on the conservative side who do it. I don't want to say nobody does. But, I haven't heard it. Well, but I'm just not – I don't want someone to go, oh, I found the one. Right. Aha. You know, but I know what you're saying. Um, but it made me feel unsafe on campus that – on a campus that should be welcoming to all. Who says? It shouldn't be welcoming to all. No. Nope. Because you got to fucking pay to go there. So they shouldn't welcome just everybody. Yeah. Uh, having to li- – okay, I got that. In a separate complaint, a student said seeing wor- the word Steve King on the sidewalk, quote, makes me feel as though my life is in danger and that I should hide who I am. It is possible this point came from the same student. Well, how is your life in danger? I, I need someone to show me that. How is your life in danger? When was the last time somebody was murdered on the Iowa State campus? Yeah. That's what I want to know. Um, and that they should hide who they are. People do that stuff all the time. Like you were saying, the conservative thing. If you're in a crowd of, you know, 15 liberals and you're the only conservative there, are you going to be like, yeah, fucking Trump, way to go? Only if you're looking for a fight, I guess. Yeah. Even if you think none of these people could or would hurt me, you just don't want to put up with a bullshit. So you just yeah, roll your tiresome. eyes. You yeah. just roll your eyes and move on. Right. So it's the same reason I won't wear a MAGA hat out. I just don't want to deal with the bullshit. So, um, okay. Another student complained that someone had written, quote, two genders, unquote, in purple chalk and support life violence in pink chalk outside of the Margaret Sloss Women's Center. They're appropriating the color pink for their violent message. Those fuckers. How dare they? (laughs) Okay. And here's my favorite one. Uh, No, sorry. This is not my favorite one. A student emailed the Iowa State Admissions Office requesting another student be removed from school for saying he would refuse to call transgender students by their preferred pronouns. Quote, if they have a vagina, they're a girl. Unquote. The offending student said in a video taken during class. Hey, look, that's a point of view. Yeah. Much more scientifically backed than, you know, than uh, there's 137 genders. Right. So, and there's certain people, I, I'll be honest, if I know someone named Richard who's like, ah, just call me Dick. I'm like, I don't really want to call you Dick. Yeah, what if you see a, okay, what if you see a guy and you're making fun of him, you're being kind of a bully and you're like, uh. You think he's being effeminate? So you go, hey Sally, how's it going, Sally? I mean, okay. Well, that, that never happens with guys. Yeah. So okay, the guy's being a jerk. Then what? I mean, you ignore him and you move on. Yeah. If he's uh, consistently fucking with you in class or something, then you go, okay, can we enough, enough with this? Can we stop with this? Well, some years ago, I was golfing with some buddies of mine, and uh, I we were I was putting, and I had about a four foot putt, and I putted it about six or eight inches short and one of my friends said uh does your does your husband play golf too and the other one said did your skirt get in the way so you know what i did i went to the uh ranger i went to the ranger and had them removed from the golf course for saying something like that you know because that i thought was just and fair that's stunning and brave yes it was (laughs) no yes you know know we did we we fucking laughed you know why because it was funny yeah I'm I'm uh, secure with my with my personhood and my masculinity enough to be like yeah I putted it short fuck you. Um, so then there's one uh, when asked how several students 
how several of these complaints were resolved, Hunt declined to answer, saying the university, quote, cannot comment on the outcome of specific reports, unquote. In other words, they did nothing, as, as should be. But we're paying for these people. Well, not here, because but taxpayers are paying right. for this stuff at universities. As for other complaints, and this gets legal, uh, a, quote, young man in black shorts, unquote, was reported when someone overheard him on the phone saying he had once hit his girlfriend. Now, hitting your girlfriend? Not good. Was he joking? Maybe. We don't know. We don't know the context of that. If he'd actually hit someone, yeah, someone should report him. But uh, that seems a little – that whole complaint seems a little threadbare to me. Uh, an upperclassman told a group of younger students if they didn't follow a certain professor's, quote, golden rules, unquote, they should be, quote, lynched. The student was then reported. I don't even know what that means. Yeah. I mean, I, I know what golden rules and lynching are. Are they just upset because of the term lynched was used? But are, is this guy saying you should do it the way they do or that you shouldn't do it the way they do? I don't know. As of 2020, uh, class of 2022, student was overheard asking a female student to text him nude pictures of herself. That's classless, mm -hmm. but come on. A student reported another student for, quote, having. Oh, he probably had that meme where he goes, send nudes. Here we go. Ready? This is this is offensive. Okay. They're at a state university. This uh, student reported another student for having quote a mini fridge full of alcohol unquote in their room. Hmm. <sighs> These planet destroying assholes. Uh, when ten to fifteen quote cis males were drawing anti-abortion messages in chalk on a sidewalk in front of the library, a female student walked over. This is my favorite one. And began pouring water on the chalk to erase the messages. Some of the males became irate, telling her, quote, you're going to regret doing that, unquote. Which I don't know why she should be afraid because she's stunning and brave. Right. You know? And she's just as big and strong and tough as they are. Mm -hmm. When she walked away, two of the males followed her trying to talk to her. So she began running. She told a friend that since uh, a friend... She has since, quote, sought campus resources for her mental health, unquote. So they were doing something that was not impacting her at all. And she went over there and fucking destroyed it. And then they said, cut it out. And when she walked away, they said, hey, followed her going, what the fuck do you think you're doing? Who the hell are you? Are you? And she ran and they terrorized her. Well, literal violence against her. What reasonable person thinks that that interaction was their fault? Well, it reminds me of the one of the first instances where we've heard this was, and I can't remember if it was, was it Brett Weinstein or was it, I can't remember what professor it was, but he was being surrounded out on the, on the ground yeah. of the campus and the, the girl screaming at him said, um, this is our home. Mm -hmm. We need to feel safe here in our home. How fucking, how dare you fucking, you know, go, go kill, you know, basically, uh, go kill resign yourself. or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. How, how dare it's your fucking home. This is not your fucking home. Yeah. You and you don't have a right to 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 say that something is making you feel unsafe when it's just subjective bullshit. Okay, well let's say this is a guy who goes over and dumps water on this. What happens? The guy goes over and dumps water. No, so somebody at the very least he's being a bully. That's what they would say. Well, at yeah. Very least. But somebody gets punched, right? Yeah. I'm not saying if somebody comes over and pours walk in your chalk drawing that it's okay to punch him. I'm just saying that is the likely outcome of what's going to happen. What I think is going to happen is the guy's going to come do that. And then the conservatives are afraid of the repercussions of punching the guy. 
because they're the ones that are going to be considered the bad guys in that instance. And they don't punch him and he gets to do what the fuck he wants. Yeah. That's, but how, that's what it's turned out My to be. point is there's you. it wouldn't be a far stretch for most people to think if you went and did that to somebody, a likely outcome of that would be that you could get hit. You could. Yeah. yeah. So it sort of falls into that assumption of risk category, I think, in the law. Uh, one last one. A recent ISU graduate called to report a car he had seen on the highway. On the highway. The Iowa not State related. University has no... Right. Not even related to the school yeah, at all. But it was... Uh, the vanity license plate said B-E-A-R-C-S-T. So it looks like Bearcast without the second A. The ex-student, ex-student, doesn't go to that school anymore. This is on the highway. It's got nothing to do with a fucking student. Thought that that could only translate to be a racist. <laughs> okay. Uh, and felt highly offended. Wow. That's some clown world shit right there. This is just, this is insane. And it's not one or two instances. It's 49 of them in a year. Yeah. School isn't even in session for three months out of the year. Right. So they're getting more than one of these a week. And you're getting these reports, not even on campus shit, that has nothing to do with being a student. Look, I went to college. It may not always sound like that, but there were people who put signs up all the time that I didn't like. You know what I did? I walked past them. I might have rolled my eyes once in a while. Ooh. I'm yeah. So, yeah, that was very aggressive of Right, me. that's that's toxic. Toxic yeah. masculinity. Oh, my toxic masculinity. Or is it feminine I just, I can't rolling the eyes? No. Is it appropriation? Did you appropriate a female gesture? Hmm. <laughs> it's so hard to know nowadays. I'm trying to think. <laughs> no, if I was appropriating a female one, I would have stared at them and tapped my foot. And when they said, is something wrong? You'd be like, no, I'm fine. <laughs> okay. Then, that's female appropriation. All right. Yeah. All right. But, uh, I mean, come on. It's spreading. You fucking pansies. And that's the problem. It's it's like, yeah, people say, oh, this is just the really hardcore liberal, you know, Berkeley's and stuff like that. No, it's it's everywhere. And it might not be like the majority, but it's a vocal minority and they get listened to by the faculty and by the uh, people in charge. And that's the, that's the big problem right there. Instead of getting completely dismissed and saying, fuck off. And here's the thing. If you cause trouble, you're going to be out of this college, which is what they should be doing. Yeah. Like, this is nonsense. This is stuff that's going to hinder the academic experience for our students. And if you keep it up, you'll be out. So shut the fuck up. That's what should be the response for this stuff. Well, my, my youngest asked me the other day, and this is, I try and tell people this is the, one of the outcomes of this that you get. He's a little kid. I mean, he's not. He's not worldly by any means. And he's in, you know, elementary school. And he says, Dad, why do kids with brown skin get treated differently at school? And I said, what do you mean? And he goes, if they do stuff, they get in, they don't get in trouble. Mm. Okay. And I'm like, wait, what? And I thought he was going somewhere else with yeah, that. Yeah, so did I. Yeah, the follow-up. Yeah. He's like, I get in trouble so for he's stuff. he's red-pilled. But they don't get in trouble for stuff. I mean, this is this is a little yeah, kid. He's seeing it. Who can figure this out? And I'm sure people will say, "Well, you talk about this stuff at home." I'm like, "No, we don't really talk about kids at school being disciplined differently. We don't." Right. You know. But, so. but according to everybody that has a stick up their ass about this, it's it's the black kids are being treated differently because they're being treated worse, and they are being targeted for harassment by the system and and they are taken out of class more than white students even though they're not you know they're not um being more disruptive than the white students which is a load of shit 
because it's if you look at it statistically, yeah, and it, it it's significant the difference. So it's not targeting of the black students just because their skin color that they're being um, disciplined, but now because of their skin color, they're being given a free pass on certain things. So how dare you? how dare I? That was hate speech. Yeah, you are a white supremacist. Mm. I'll have to pen my apology. Letter. No, I'm. I mean, I'm serious about that. You are a white supremacist. No, I just no, no, white nationalist. <laughs> No, 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 not even. Well, that. you know, we all know what alt right adjacent. We all know what <laughs> we all know what nationalism means. Yeah, wink, wink, dog whistle. Yeah, that means. No, uh, no it's like uh, it's like Tim Pool. I'm alt right adjacent. Yeah, you know, everybody's alt right adjacent. If you look at that, uh, whatever I call it, or whatever uh, s- study that was done where they had the little the little uh, lines connecting names to different names, and all of a sudden everybody was connected to everybody. And so since everybody's connected to everybody, you can call them whatever you want. So everybody's all right adjacent. Uh, Tim's starting to get a little crazy. He's, uh, he, yeah. yeah. Although he did have one video, uh, video the other day I disagreed with where he said, you know, uh, related to this conversation, he said, there's no proof that if you go to college, you're more successful than if you don't. And I'm like, well, that's at this point, that's bullshit because – there are tons of statistics to show that over your lifetime, you make more money. I guess it can. But I think it's starting to trend away from that. Yeah. And if you take away like the former before the shit got crazy, if you take that out of the equation, you start just going like maybe the last five years or so, then you start to think, or 10 years probably, you start thinking, okay, now the trend is really <laughs> not yeah. worth it. Um, do you want to do some uh, would you rather? Yes, let's. All right. And thanks, Raven, for sending stuff in. Appreciate yeah. it. Keep it coming. And to anybody else, you want a bird name, send us a bunch of stuff. All right. Would you rather... I think we've done something similar to this one. Would you rather go back in time 1,000 years or go forward 1,000 years? Neither. If you can come back. Uh, well, in 1,000 years, I don't think there's going to be anything here. Yeah, I think, well, I think a thousand years, even if there was something here, it'd be so incomprehensibly different that you'd be shocked. You'd be like culture shock, basically. Like laws would be different. Everything up would be down. Well, like that's kind of what it is now, but it would be so extreme in the future that you wouldn't be able to comprehend living in that time period. It'd be so foreign to you. You want to hear my cloud cuckoo land thing about what I think is going to happen a thousand years from now? All right. I think we're still going to be born biologically. But I think uh, we'll be raised by uh, autonomous nannies or whatever until we're in our... You don't think we'll be gene edited? Oh, yeah. Definitely gene right. edited. But... Uh, it's won't, like Gattaca. Won't have a whole lot of use for biological forms. Right. So once you're, I think, probably pick a number, 15 to 20 years old, they'll find some way to upload your consciousness into some, you know... Yes. Into some sort of, uh, and that's actually not even you anymore. There's just a, it's just a simulation of you at that point. No, but I think what it does is it takes your, you know, it'll take based on the sort of decisions you make, and right. the AI will learn from you. Yeah, so it will be as if it's you, but it won't be you. You'll be dead and gone, and it'll be a, a simulation of you. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's what I, I guess I it, def- that kind it of stuff. depends on what you, how you define. I, soul. I think the future is going to be the AIs are going to be sentient and it's the end of humanity. No, I think the AI is going to be. It's going to be along the lines I've, I've talked about. It's preserving humanity. That's how a, it's going to. I read see a short story about this. It. That was pretty funny. Where they not funny. It was kind of sad. Where they 
decided, well, it's going to happen. AI is going to become sentient. It's going to it's going to pass the Turing test or whatever, and it's going to be basically conscious. And they go, if that happens, we have to have safeguards. So we're going to use um, what's the science fiction writer? Um, Bradbury. The, the Asimov. That, Asimov. Uh, Asimov's laws of uh, robotics. For, for robotics, where they say, you know, you, number one law is you can't harm a human. Number two, you can't through inaction cause the harm of a human. Unless it conflicts with the first rule. Right. And then a third one is, I can't remember what third one is, but I think it's like you can't self-destruct or something. Um, and the story went, well, yeah, it, it got to the point where, yeah, they were helping people and everything, but they got to the point where they thought they knew what was better for people. And what they do is they keep them alive beyond all reasonable, you know, life and so the person would be sitting there without limbs with just sacks of fluid going in and out intravenously and they're just like basically just a blob living but that's all they're doing mm -hmm. and you know if they got pain they get injected with uh with you know um, drugs to manage the pain if they've got you know whatever then they can have everything they want in that form but they can't die because they aren't allowed to because the robots won't let them. It was a pretty interesting story. <laughs> See, what I think would be interesting, what I really think could happen is if you believe, and, and this is getting into the whole soul versus not a soul thing, but if you strict, strictly look at us physiologically, I mean, your brain is a computer. You know, if you could, if they find at some point a way that mimics that computer that can take that process and move it into something that's a body that won't, degrade or it it can uh it can last over time you know you can replace parts right. to it and all that i think that's what's going to get us out to far reaches of space yeah places that take you know three generations to get to because that's and i think that's how people are going to reproduce a thousand years from now hmm. is they're going to have biologics here who you know, because i think i don't think the ai is going to take over like a terminator kind of thing I sort of view it as like, I believe it's going to be the caretaker kind of deal that goes, you know, you're already seeing it with like Apple watches where it goes, Hey, you haven't stood up and walked around for 20 minutes. You should do that. You know, what did you eat last? Ooh, that's not good for you. I think it's. Yeah. But I think that's going to be part of it. It's going to be, you'll be punished for not doing what you're supposed I, to be doing. Too. Yeah. I don't think so. I, I really believe that AI would, if you, if it, I believe in it staying principled and saying, Hey, you know, it's just trying to help, but in a way it'll almost make it feel like we're its pets. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. So would you rather be scared of the number 13 or afraid of the dark? Quickly back to the last one. Right. I don't want to go back a thousand years. This is a fucking shit show back then. Yeah. yeah and I don't want to know what's going on a thousand years from now. So I guess if I have to choose, I'll go back a thousand years. Yeah. Check it out as long as I can come back. Yeah. Real fast. Yep. Go look around and say, yeah, we're good. So would you rather be scared of the number 13 or afraid of the dark? I'd rather be scared of the number 13. That seems completely irrational to yeah. me. Well, yeah, that's the whole point. If you're going to be irrational about something, would you be irrational about being scared of a number or the afraid of the dark? I think being afraid of the dark is a perfectly legitimate. When I think of afraid of the dark, I mean, basically you're in panic mode whenever it's dark. Okay. Well, let me ask you this, smart guy. If you walk down into a dark basement, are you afraid? Um, Probably not, right? Pensive. Yeah, but you're probably like a, if you're sitting home alone. Oh, in your own house? And all of a no. sudden all the lights go off? And no. that's pretty. But it's not so much the dark as what, what caused it. That's but that's the thing. Easy. I don't think people are afraid of the dark. I think people are afraid of what they can't see. I'm thought, I guess I, I would consider this phobia. Have a phobia of the dark or a phobia of like an irrational fear. I feel like I can avoid 13s. That's what I'm saying. I think yeah. I'd rather have that. 
All right. Um, what else? A dumb one. Can I got to hear you, it? You got to hear it. Dumb. Yeah. Would you rather get hypnotized when you look at the moon or sleepwalk when you hear a bell? I, huh? Yeah. It's a dumb one. That's dumb. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I will say this. I don't think people can truly be t- hypnotized in yeah. talking to, in talking to hypnotists. I think all they do is convince you that that thing you wanted to do, you know, like if you're an exhibitionist, you will, they can get you to do stuff you wouldn't normally do in front of people because there's part of your brain that goes, I shouldn't do that. But Hey, the hypnotist made me. So now I will. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Oh man, some of these, I'm not even going to, would you, would you rather trade places with a stray dog in your neighborhood or a kid being bullied in school for a day? Oh, a kid being bullied in school yeah, for a I'd day. Yeah, I'd be able to handle that. Wouldn't you? I mean, that's the thing. Like what you know now, you'd, for like, you'd look forward to it. For a day? Yeah. I mean, if you know it's going to be over in a day. Or just knowing what you know now. No, but I mean, if you, if you could go back, especially you if give you, a good pop to the lips and you'd exactly, be done with it. Exactly. Especially if you've been bullied ever in your life. Yeah. If you just go, all right, we're going to go back for one day. You're not you. You're some other kid and you're being bullied. I think so many people who had been bullied go, you know what? If I know this is somebody else and it's just for a day, I'm going back. I'm fucking punching somebody. Right. Yeah. It would be different if they said, would you rather go back to a time in your life when you were bullied? People might go, oh, be the stray dog for a day. Yeah, so relive that day, but well, even if you knew what you knew now, you could still relive that day. And no, but even if it wasn't a day, they just said you're going to go back split to the, uh, split the bully's lip. Yeah, you're going to go back to that time. Yeah, you know, oh, a couple of the kids who bullied me would have kicked the shit out of me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it just. Like, no, I think I think most kids that were bullies that I knew, um, I don't even know if I was actually ever bullied. I think I might have been like made fun of, but not to the point of bu- being bullied. Yeah, I think I was. Well, I know I was in a couple of cases. A couple of them would sort of, you know, physically there was intimidate a couple, Yeah, there stuff. was a couple of kids that were just bullies, like generally to everybody. Yeah, and so they didn't target anybody specifically. They were just fucking assholes, to everyone. And that kid, if he came up to me and was an asshole to me, and I know what I know now, yeah, I would, I would have, I'd have fucking taken him out for for the for the betterment of everyone. Yeah, you know, so choked his ass out, made him pee himself. <laughs> done and done. <laughs> With the hand in the bowl of water? Is that what you <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, okay. exactly. Yeah. No right. violence. I want to, everybody's talking about the Epstein didn't kill himself meme. Mm-hmm. And I just want to spend a couple minutes on this because I want to get to the Mexico thing. All right. How are we for time? Uh, 40-ish minutes. Okay, good. We got time for this. So I watched uh, Jesse Waters thing the other night where he was talking about um, and I know people don't necessarily care for Jesse Waters. That's Fox News. Yeah, he's kind of a ham anyway. Mm-hmm. But he made a great, very serious point. He said, okay, so here's the question ABC has to ask itself now. What was the cause of – so they spiked the story. The Yep. The, so the female reporter, I can't remember her name for ABC, yeah, I, um, had the information on Jeffrey Epstein. And she says it. She's Project Veritas released a video of her saying – On a hot mic, yeah. We had him. Three years ago, we had, had everything. We had, we had everything. witnesses. We had, we had a paper trail. We had everything. It was a girl who'd been in this. She had pictures. She had they. She had tried. They. Had, she had been hidden for twelve years. They she tried called him the most years. prolific child uh, pet, or pedophile in in recent history. The reporter did. Okay, yeah. She said, "I don't think we'll be surprised to find out." Okay. Um. 
So she said, oh, we had it. And they spiked it because of the um, access to the access to the royal family yeah. and the Clintons and da 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 da. Jesse Waters says, in the time between when you spiked that story and when he was caught, how many children were raped? Right. How, how many, many girls had been facilitated or had been used and, and taken this to is, that? This is the company that owns Disney. Yep. They they were participants at this point. And I had not thought about that at that point. Yeah. And he says, but here's the bigger thing. She said, yep, we had it all. We had the evidence. You know, we had it. Okay, now what happens to that? Where is it? Where'd it go? Mm-hmm. You know, this uh, Ghislaine Maxwell or whatever I think is who was his. The facilitator. His former girlfriend right. and then his attorney and all that. She needs to be found. Yeah. She needs to be found and she needs to be made to talk. Right. And by made to talk, I don't mean tie her up in a chair and beat her. Yeah, she's. I what? mean, they say, look, you know, we're going to hit you with every fucking charge we can come up with. You better start talking. Yeah. She's like the recruiter. She's like the one that made things happen. She's the one that got the girl, got the girls, uh, pro- procured the girls for him, supposedly. This is, um, I don't want to sit here and say it's a moral imperative that we have to do this. Look, Trump wasn't wrong when he said there are a lot of shithole countries in the world where stuff like this happens all the time. Okay. But this happened here with, you know, uh, people who have affiliations in the United States, both politically and in the media. Uh, this is a very severe crime that apparently we have evidence of. Someone does. So she says she does. So step forward. Well, and put her under oath. And tell her to start talking. The liberals were gung-ho to suss out the uh, um, pedophilia in the Catholic Church and the cover-ups. Which they should have. Absolutely. And yeah. in the Boy Scouts, which but, they should have. why not here then? Why is it not as much of a priority in this instance? Have to find it out. Mm-hmm. And I think there were conservatives who wanted to find it in the Boy Scouts well, and the Catholic Church. Yeah. As they should. Mm-hmm. But here, they should too. Right. Absolutely. The problem is there's, some, there's big names in here. That uh, all the more reason to do it. You know, people don't want to be uh, suicided by certain people that have a history of suiciding people. Well, there's there's people I know who say, well, you're a Trump supporter. You don't want that to come out. And look, I'm a lukewarm Trump supporter. Despite what I've said on this, I've always been a lukewarm Trump supporter. There's stuff about him I like. There's stuff I don't like. But I can't deny that the country's doing well under him, just like I couldn't deny it did well under Bill Clinton. Whereas I'm all about the MAGA. But if this if this points to Trump too, I don't fucking care. Ain't gonna. But even if it did, even if they say, well, he was a buddy of Jeffrey Epstein's and he raped chicks on these planes all the time. Good. Let's find out. Let's open up this can of worms and dump it out. Because this is bad shit. If you are not for finding out what happened to these children, children, then you're an awful, terrible human being. That I want no part of. Right. You yeah. know, if you can't protect kids, you are a miserable piece of shit. Yep. So. And if you make excuses for why, oh, it, it it's bygones or it's something we don't need to dredge up. If you make excuses for that, you're a piece of shit too. And people say, well, how far do you want to go on this stuff? Knowing that bad stuff. I mean, I think powerful people abuse people in many ways all the time. And they'll say, well, how far do you want to go on this? How far can I get? You know? Right. If we find this that goes all the way to the White House, fine, let's do it. You know? I think sunlight's the best disinfectant. Well, it definitely went to the former White House. 
I just... It led to the Clintons, for sure. Yeah. I just want to know. And uh, what's the famous lawyer that's involved in this? The uh, Dershowitz? Dershowitz is very much involved in this. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know who's involved. He's been, I'm on, not, he's been on the... I know. I'm not, I'm not making accusations. Plans and on yeah, and, you know, Clinton was on there, too. He admits and, uh, to a massage, at the very least. Yeah. Um, but my, I want to be clear. I'm not accusing anyone here. I'm saying I want to know. Yeah. So I don't want to make this sound like, you know, I think it's all liberals, so let's go get them. I'm saying it's people who abuse, who abuse children. Let's go get them. Right. I don't care who it leads to. Right. You know? So let's do it. Yeah. The evidence is there. That's, I mean, it's someone who, whose team I've been on. I don't fucking care. Yeah. I mean, I, you know how much I admire Thomas Sowell. Mm-hmm. If it says, hey, it leads to people you admire, I, I don't care. Yeah, legit. Right. If you've got proof of it, I want to know. Right. And we should know because otherwise it keeps happening. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. All right. So, the Mexico deal. A family that got killed down in Mexico. Yeah. Um, this is going to sound all Alex Jonesy. Okay. You and I talked about this. Um, but... Uh, well, actually, the conversation you and I had on the phone, I've changed my tune since, since to also sound Alex Jonesy. I've but talked, in a different way. I've talked to someone I know who has some understanding of this situation. I know that you know that who, who I may be talking of. All right. And I'm just, I'm not going to say here. Um, and I know that sounds like, oh, he's making that shit fine. You can accuse me of whatever. I know who I talk to. Um, but when we had talked before, I said, no, there's something, there's something hinky here. And your theory was, Jesus, this is a muling kind of thing. Right. Maybe. Are they working for a cartel and they just happen to be transporting drugs and. And so they got shot. Up. Right. They were part of the whole process. And then I said, no, I think. And you said, oh, so you're even more tinfoil hatty than me on this. And I thought, what if, what if this was a. I don't believe the uh, Bush administration planted the whole weapons of mass destruction thing. I know people who served over there and like, oh, shit, yeah, we saw tons of stuff driving over to Syria. Right. We saw it. We don't know what was in the trucks, but thousands of trucks went to Syria. Right. Um, so I wonder if this is a – if this could be a false flag thing because the stuff I think is here's a family that's traveling on a road that's heavily trafficked by the cartels. The This – this family, though some of them were American citizens, not all of them were, they've lived down. It's a breakaway sect in the Mormon church, which usually is a euphemism for polygamists, living down there for almost 100 years, since the mid-20s, 1920s. And they have big farms and everything down there. So they're familiar with the area. They're familiar with the cartels. And they're going to a wedding. So they send all the women and all the kids in three cars and they send them because that way they'll look more like there's more of them, so they might be more safe. So they knew the area. They knew that they that the cartels yeah, work like in that area. Suppose they were running errands for the wedding or something, like getting getting supplies or prep, yeah. It just seemed somehow. weird to yeah. me that if I don't know the exact. If, if you obviously have knowledge that this is a dangerous situation, you didn't send any men with you. You sent all the all the kids, and so I worried that. Oh, geez, is this a chance to say, let's go fuck Mexico up? Right. You know? Let's go start the war. Yeah. Very tinfoil hatty Alex Jonesy of me. So I was talking to this person I know and saying, what's your opinion of the situation? Because here are the 
opinions you and I had, the muling thing and the false flag deal. And this person said, nope, here's the deal. Um, the, and this was a person I thought would have some sort of secondary knowledge of what might be going on there, but turned out to have a lot of knowledge about it. Said, so these families have been down there for 100 years. They have these big pecan and um, avocado farms. They are breakaway sects from the Mormon church. They are polygamous generally. And uh, that's why they left. And they've lived down there for all this time. And for years, the cartels came to them and said, hey, you're living here. So give us some money. And about 50 years ago, they just started saying, mm, fuck you. No, we're not doing it. And so the cartel said, all right, fine. Uh, and they started kidnapping family members, saying, pay us a bunch of Ransom, money. Yeah. And at first they paid them. And then pretty soon they started going, about 25 years ago, fuck you. No, we're not doing it. And the cartels would actually return these people. That's surprising. Yeah, they like they couldn't scare or intimidate these people. And this person did not say to me, but sort of implied that the cartels have just gone, you know what? We're done. Fuck it. We're done with them. Right. You live here, you're doing what we do. Um, went on to tell me that, you know what, we could go down there and smoke out every one of those cartels like we did to Pablo Escobar. But what happened? The cartels come back. And here's why. Because the cartels go to those families that are farming in the areas, not just these former Americans, the, I mean, all of the people who live around, all the farmers, and they go, you'll grow what we tell you to grow. We'll pay you for it, but you're going to grow what we, and he's, he, this person said, they'll do it at gunpoint to the families. You know, they'll take the kids out and say, you're growing cocaine now or whatever. So they grow it, they get paid, and that's how it is. And then one day, uh, the United States comes in, in the 90s, and they kill all the drug lords, take out Pablo Escobar. And so what happens? Now these people used to get paid for growing this stuff, aren't getting paid. So what do they do? They grow it for the next person who comes along and says, all right, new plan. Here's what we're doing. I pay you. You give me the stuff. And I said, it, he goes, it's like cutting the head off a snake that just grows right back again. So unless you fundamentally change how these farmers work and everything, which you can't do unless you change that entire government. Well, yeah, it's a government that's, it's a government that's, it's accepted and expected that corruption is basically how everything works. Yeah. And so graft and construct and construct, uh, graft and, uh, corruption. I, I get it. I am. It turns my stomach to think that these people shot children and babies and left them to die. And like, even one of the moms apparently put her hands up to show she wasn't a threat. And she got shot too. And that's heartbreaking. It's worse than heartbreaking. It's just vile, evil shit. And you want to do something about it. And you realize, most of the world is a fucked up place. I mean, 30% of the world still shits outside. We can't fix it all. Let's just worry about here. And they can yeah. do their whole thing about American citizens and stuff. And I get that. But this isn't like they went to Paris and, you know, somebody murdered them there. This is people who have some knowledge of the area and sort of knew what they were getting into. They're tied up in the whole, in the whole yeah. uh, process. Basically. Their hands Somehow. were dirty in this. Yeah. You know? They, they were somewhere they probably shouldn't have been doing something that could get them in trouble. Now, wasn't some of the people in this 
from America, not living there, like I think it visiting was, for a wedding or something. I think it was family from like North Dakota. So actually, or yeah, North like Dakota. That. I think that's what I heard. So it wasn't just the family members that were, but I you think know, expatriates or whatever. I think they knew part of what was going and on. And also, I, I suspect the the implication that it was all a bunch of you know white people, American citizens that were white. I, I would imagine if you've got a family down there living there for hundred you know hundred years and whatever how many generations that is, it's going to be pretty much intermixed with. You know the the native population, so it's going to be a, a bunch of you know Hispanics and and you know mixed white. And yeah, maybe. So it's not like a racial thing either that people are trying to make it out to be. I've heard that thing, thing too. Oh, you just care because it's whites from America. It's like no, I don't even consider. I wouldn't consider that that's has anything to do with it at this point. If it was, I mean, it was a family of black people from the United right. States or whatever. I would feel the same way. It's just yeah. it, you murdered kids. But you're no. pointing out that you think they were complicit would make you racist. I don't. Yeah, I don't think they were complicit. I think they they knew bad things could happen there. Right. And they were into something that we're not being told. They were saying fuck you to some people you should not say fuck you to. Yeah. And the idea that bad things could happen because of that, they thought, well, so what? You know, do something. Now how bad can it be? Because a lot. The person I talked to said a lot of those families down there will hire protection. Right. You know. Okay, fine. They, they didn't have it with them or whatever. Well, it's it's kind of known too in Mexico. If you have money, you don't you don't flaunt it, right? So you don't drive around a new vehicle. You drive around a beater. You don't have a nice watch on your wrist. You don't carry around a fat wallet and bring out your cash wherever you go buy things for whatever. You kind of blend in. Yeah, and that's just the way it is until you get back to your compound, and then you can, you know, um, live the good life. You know. But let's let's put this. To call back to one of our last podcasts, let's juxtapose this situation with uh, the these pansy-ass people on the campus in Iowa State who think they might experience violence because somebody wrote a word on a sidewalk. Yeah. Is it? That's Fuck irrash- you. Irrational- Fuck you. Irra- irrationality at its peak. No, but it's just the idea that you can even equate the two. I've said this before. I'll say it again. People who think that the second case of that, seeing words they don't like on a sidewalk, is violence, have no understanding of, yeah, of violence. Real violence and real threat of yeah. anger. Yeah. These kids were shot up in vans by people with weapons you can't buy here. Because somebody didn't, my guess, somebody didn't give them some money, you know, they didn't right. get shot because they were trans people or whatever. They got shot because they were in the wrong place at the wrong time and the wrong people knew it, you know. Well, I mean, that's not because some, you know, some dude bras at uh, University of Iowa wrote pro-Trump stuff on a sidewalk. Rooster, you, know? you don't know because you're not black in America. How do you know you I'm not? You don't know what's How do you to know I'm not? Black in How America. do you know I'm not? Am I, uh, am I mis, mis uh, racializing you? You you might have. <laughs> yeah. If you can appropriate a race, why can't I? Okay. All right. I'll give it to so, you. So I've, I've uh, appropriated, appropriated albinism. Is that it or is it albinism? That's so albinism sounds. Bad. Yeah. That's why I wear sunglasses inside, you know. I don't not because you're a douche? No, I just, uh, you know, it's... It, I mean, partially because yeah. you do. Well, yeah, Everything you too. do. All right. <laughs> nice. It didn't, it, didn't, it didn't land. You can try it again. You want to try it again? Everything you do is because it's because you're being a douche. Everything? But I'm just... Like hanging out with you? Oh. Ah, uh, yeah. Anyway. 
Got anything else up there you want to get to? Well, uh, real quick. Yeah, let's let's talk about AOC because, you know, we haven't talked about AOC in a while. So the court, there's a, she, well, she was one of the ones that was complaining because Trump wanted to block people on his Twitter account, right? Because he did block people right. on his Twitter account. And then they took him to court and the court said, no, it's, you can't block people. This is a public forum and it's politics and you've got to let people have their voice. Is that pretty much kind of in a nutshell what, it, what, what happened? I think it was, I'm trying not to put too fine a point on it and I'm not an attorney, but uh, I just play one on TV. Uh, the the point they were making was if this is how he communicates with voters and that's mainly how he does it in the court's opinion it, then then this is his de facto government site and he can't block that's political discourse people from official political discourse it's official government yeah. policy stuff he's okay. putting out so he can't block people there um fine cool you can agree with that disagree with that they made the choice so AOC has been blocking people, and now the court told her, no, nope, you need to unblock them. And she's apologized and said, sorry, shouldn't have done that, and to date has not unblocked anybody. And so she's just flat out ignoring a court order. What I think is hilarious is these people go, uh, you know, and these people, I mean, liberals like her go, uh, what are we going to do if Trump's not elected next time and he just refuses to leave the Oval Office. <laughs> like anybody fucking believes that. Any right. serious person believes. We've never had a president do that. There's no indication that he would do that at this point. The guy would probably go, I can go back to putting deals together like I like doing. Right. I can go back to making money, you know? Yep. Because he's not enriching himself by being president. He's making less money being president. That's a statistical fact. Um, so he can he can go back to doing what he's doing. But she won't even unblock someone because, you know, she shouldn't have to listen to that as a public figure. Only makes 174 50 a year. Right. How, how, how dare somebody disagree with her? Give I know. Her, give her shit for her bullshit. I know. Only she gets to do that. But it, it's just funny to me. They're like, this guy's not going to leave the Oval Office if he's voted out. He's going to say fake news and fake voting. And it was, a, it was rigged and blah, blah, blah. I'm not leaving. So if she's ignoring court orders, she's... I mean, is it committing a crime? I think so. Okay. So isn't there, I think, some Twitter, you know, stipulation regulation that says if you're committing a crime or if you're promoting committing a crime, that they will terminate your account or blah, you know, stop you from being able to use their service? But I think she's uh, doing the stunning and brave clause. Mm, if you're yeah, stunning and brave, clause. they don't take you off. Right. Yep. You know, so... Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. You forgot to say it that way. Yeah. Are you uh, are you using Hispanics uh, affectation there? Latinx. Latinx. Yeah. <laughs> Latinx. Latinx. All right. All right. Well, if you want to get a hold of us, it's rooster at breadandcircusespodcast.com or crow at breadandcircusespodcast.com. And don't forget to like and share the podcast. We're on Facebook at Bread and Circuses Podcast. See you, bye.